Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rock League Podcast. I'm your host, LaZero, and I'm joined today by Wabs. How's it going, Wabs? Yo, what's up? I'm doing pretty well. You're pretty old, you're pretty old. Okay, I'm going to unapologetically, I'm going to say right off the back, okay? Shorter. Today, shorter. Well, no, today we're going to do a mailbag episode. Because <gasps> it's... Mailbag. I know oh, Tim. Tim has been asking. <laughs> Tim's at like fifty questions. We gotta, we gotta, you know, do some fall cleaning. We gotta, we gotta clear it out. So we're gonna go through them. I'm sure there's oh, some gems in there. I'm sure there's there are some gems. There. I will say there, there's, oh, there's so many. Too. I just scrolled through and it took me a solid five seconds of full scrolling. <laughs> so that's 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 a lot. Honestly, we're going back to May. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we get into it, what do we have to do? Right at the top. Yo, we remembered. And by we, I mean we, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have to do? Tell me. We're saying thank you to all the patrons. Oh, my goodness. We, we did say it last episode in the beginning, too. Yeah. I just want you to know. Um, we did. We did. Well, this is the thing. Should it be in the beginning or the end? That's that's really the question. I like keeping people on their toes. That That's my thing. I don't like this this whole, we have a very specific uh, time and place that we do things. We don't do that. We, we came into this episode being like, hey, we're doing mailbag episode today. <laughs> this whole thing is going to be just responding to Tim's questions. So before that, here are some patrons. <laughs> yes, here are some patrons as... I realize as I'm trying to, you know, usually it's quite easy to get into your, uh, to, to like a Google thing, right? Um, I realize that it's going to be extremely hard for you right now for reasons that we talked about on the free show. <laughs> um, but I am <laughs> in. Okay, so the pages that we'd like to thank today. Um, I'm just switching over. Here we go. Okay. I mean, I could, I could probably, okay, what's. What's a no no okay enough enough of the bit. Uh, <laughs> like to thank Zodiac. We'd like to thank Too Much Space. We'd like to thank uh, Chaos Maker. We'd like to thank Arcadian. We'd like to thank uh, Space Bear. We'd like to thank Frank. We'd like to thank Austinus. We'd like to thank Caleb. We'd like to thank Raz. We'd like to thank Digital Toast. We'd like to thank Paint. We'd like to thank you, Boy Hunty, and we'd like to thank Young Slug. Thank you all for your continued support. Um, it's it's been kind of a fun ride because I'm getting right with the with the other tiers. I'm getting some new pre shows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there's something about pre shows where you get like a little bit more of the host personality. Like I feel with the pre shows, Wabs and I, like you get. I mean, I guess in the Rock League, when we do just us shows, you get that personality as well, right? But what, I, what I'm finding interesting is when I'm doing pre-shows with other hosts from the other podcasts, I'm actually seeing a little bit of them kind of seep through. We're not just talking about the one topic, you know? Oh, yeah? That's yeah, actually... Yeah. I love that. I love hearing that. Because, yeah, um, it really is hard to just, like, you know, actually be yourself. And most of the time, it's not really what you want to do on a podcast like this. Um, <laughs> You know, ignoring the, yeah, yeah, the ASAP yeah. Weekly podcast, Rocket League podcast, because that's different. Um, but 
romance corner is a great idea <laughs> and will have no ret or no negative impact on your social life in the future no not at all that's it's a, it's a wonderful idea that should definitely keep on happening <laughs> and is definitely not creating parasocial <laughs> relationships not at all between the listeners and i um so <laughs> other than this this very specific podcast um you usually want to have that separation and we talked about this i'm sure uh multiple times <laughs> where you're not yourself you have your like you know for all of you out there you know how you have your business self your phone self your friend self and your parent self like and whatever other ty types of self that you want to say there's there's a specific type of podcast self that people are going to have um and for me i just speak more i was just be straight up that's it i speak the exact same way i just speak more <laughs> i've pulled more it's it's almost like uh you have to pull more out of him you know that's that's, yeah. that's the big difference that's the only um, thing <laughs> or he's more willing to i don't know um what I think, what's say interesting is like after doing the first pre-show, uh, and I mentioned like the Rob and Kyle show, right? Which is, which is the 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 golden gem, shall we say, of our, mm -hmm. our podcast. Uh, immediately, my other co-host was like, "Hey, I want to do a Matt and Rob show now," <laughs> <gasps> and I'm like, "Okay, let's hold your horses. Let's get <laughs> some people in here first. Uh, I love that though. That's so fun. It's um, actually so fun. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm loving the the um. The evolution, let's say, of the ASAP. Yeah, well, we're just going to have so many, like, something in Rob shows at some point. The blank <laughs> and, and blank, blank show. That's tins. what it's just going to be called at the end. <laughs> insert name here and insert name here show. Uh, that's what it's going to be. Um, okay, we, we're we going to get into the question. Actually, there's one already, because this has been kind of talking about already in, like, Rank Check channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I'm seeing too much space, still having some questions about it, and I think it'd be great to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um you go duo with a with a friend and then you both end up in different ranks mm -hmm. uh how does start of season work <laughs> yeah how to start of season it. work and i think okay so th this is pretty much it regardless of what you uh like if you play the same person all your rank games your previous match history is still affecting you okay your previous ranking is still affecting you so mm -hmm. it's not a full reset um so, so basically all yeah. that happens is that um for the first i believe it's 30 to 50 games um you gain and lose more mmr that's yes. the, that's it um, that's the only thing that happens it's not oh we're resetting from the beginning yep and um, it's a slightly it's a exponential decrease uh on how many how much mmr you lose or gain based on how many games you've played into the season where it starts at like i think it starts at 23 ish um based on what I remember from my own ranking and it ends at your normal stuff at 10. That, that's it. So, so the point is it's like, okay, you could play the same person, play the same amount of games and literally win or lose the same amount. You, you let's just say you win five, lose five, right? Mm -hmm. um, most likely if you win five, lose five, you're going to be still at the rank you were before in the previous season. Mm -hmm. And so will the person that you were playing with. And so will the person you're playing with. Yep. Um, but I will say for this specific question, because too yeah. much space was like, why am I a little bit further away? My guess is either the first or second, like first couple games, or maybe the first game was played differently and either you lost one or he won one, um, or like played not together. Or no, no, but he something. said right away, basically we're the same rank when we started. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was one rank above, I believe. 
I've, I've, I read through it. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, where he's well, always he, right okay. Ahead. Well, the question is, did you play every single? <laughs> okay, he's saying we both yeah. won and lost the same amount of games. Shouldn't it be the rank be the same? No, no, because the uh, order actually matters. <laughs> the order. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. If the scenario is you guys played all the games together, then in theory, you guys should be exactly. Well, that's the thing because it's relative, right? Um, it should be the it, same relative distribution. Yes. Even if you were the exact same ranked when you started, right? And you played all the games together, well, then you should, in theory, be very, very close. Mm-hmm. But if you played one or two games differently with a diff- like by yourself, that means the opponents of those games were different, so the gain and loss is going to be different. Well, it ju- well no, it means that the order could be different, and that's what I'm saying here. What do you because mean? Because if you win the first game and lose the second game, you actually go up uh, like oh yeah, three yeah, to yeah. Five be- MMR. Mm-hmm. because because the the earlier games are going to impact you more, right? Yeah. As so well. if you win the yeah. first five and lose the the last five of your ten rank games, then you're actually up. I don't know, like pretty much half your rank to a full rank. Um, but if you I think lose that's a the great first point. five and then win mm-hmm. the next five, then you're going to be down a fair bit of MMR. Yeah, so that, that's that, such that's a great it. point. I didn't even think about it that way, but that's such a great point. So essentially, your earlier games matter more because that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you, as soon as you finish your ten rank games, the impact is gets less and less and less until you're back to normal, up and down, pretty much, right? Yep, it stays um, around fifteen change. I yeah. think is the normal thing on right after five or yeah, right after your ten games. It's so, about fifteen rank change, and mm-hmm. then it'll go slowly go back down to ten. So the what we're saying is, if you lost your first four games and you won your first four games, you're gonna have massive differences. Massive. Even if you have the same, if even if you have the same amount, mm-hmm. the person who lost the first four games, the the thing is gonna say, "Oh, you were not supposed to be in this rank." Essentially, that's <laughs> <laughs> gonna throw you down, and then your six wins are gonna be like, "Oh, we're just stabilizing you at this new rank." Mm-hmm. Um, but if you win your first four games, they're like, "Oh, you're definitely undervalued. We're throwing you up here," and then the next game stabilizes you. So, yeah, um, I I've never thought of it that way. That's a great way of putting it. First games matter. So yeah, you can go, both go five and five. Uh, but depending but the on the order of your wins and losses, it will matter. Yep. And then it'll stop mattering, right? And then it'll stop it's mattering. Like, and it, you should, I don't know, if you play a couple solo games, you should, you should um, be able to get back to where you are like or back, back to each other's uh, ranks if you are actually the same rank. But, you know, who knows? About and that? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also argue this. Um. I don't know what their example was. I think they said they were P2, P3. Uh, yep. That's, to me, like, the smallest difference. There's really not much of a difference. There, There's, like, because remember, once you get into those platinum ranks, you have more the, the sheer amount of people in those ranks the most in the game mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so between, I would say, what, gold three and diamond and platinum three, right, honestly? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, the, the reason, like... Comparing people at those ranks doesn't make quite as much sense because the amount of people that they could possibly play against is so much more vast and the skill levels. I think there is probably a noticeable difference between the skill levels. Yeah, but but like I guess the point is there's so many people at those ranks that when you move up or move down them, you probably won't feel it as much. Maybe between the higher end and lower end, right? But like mm-hmm. a P1 and a P2... Or go three and a P one. Like I feel like you feel it way less just because there's so many people. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, and I would actually say that the reason for that is that I'm pretty sure um, lower ranks, and by lower I mean like below uh, diamond two, 
maybe actually a little bit lower than that. Um, the rank, like the MMR range for rank is actually a little bit lower than in the champs. Like the, the range of MMR, I think goes higher as you get to the higher levels. So it's, I'm, I've did this before. I'm not entirely sure. It might just be for the places that I did it, which was, would have been like in drop shot or in, uh, some random thing as I did it like years and years ago. Um, it would be like an 80 MMR difference between the lowest uh, rank until you rank up, and the uh, when you go or when you rank up from one rank to the next full thing, like diamond to or platinum to diamond, it might be like 80 MMR, and then in your champs, it's like 100 MMR. So that that difference does matter as well. There's there's a lot of really really small things that are changing it that might make the actual MMR change a little bit lower, or the or ordering might matter, or so many other aspects or problems. And honestly, it could just be really dumb Rocket League things that are happening because there are some dumb Rocket League things that could happen. <laughs> um, we don't. Yeah, and I was just going to say, like, because this is like me thinking, you know, like people say, like, where's the biggest drop off in rank? Um, what? I, okay, I have a new proposed Grand Theory because Grand Theories Ooh. are great. Love Grand um, Theories. Or this, I guess this isn't even Grand Theory. This is just a theory okay. uh, with no substantial backing. But no guts. Those are also Sad. Great. Uh <laughs> I can't it can't be grand theory because I, I I've only explained two aspects not the whole you'll see. Um what I think happens is that you know how people like argue about like where which rank feels like the most inconsistent or like the biggest drops and like not drops. I'm, I'm literally just thinking about this because we talked about like this question brought up. Mm-hmm. Um what I feel like is when you're in those gold and platinum ranks, the volatility comes for the sheer amount of people in those ranks that you could possibly up, be up against. And then mm-hmm. Why be, why it feels volatile when you go further up is because of the um because this the ceiling gets raised at those ranks right every time you move up those ranks like the the amount of potential a player can do goes so much higher so when they're on off day it feels even more drastic. Are you following I, me here? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> So what I'm essentially saying is like when you see inconsistency, when you feel like you can't really understand the playstyle on gold and platinum, it's because there's literally that many people, right? And they could be all over the place and they could have something's really good, something's really bad, right? Okay, but how did you get here? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know you're, if I you're agree asking with why the... I'm talking about it. Is yes. that what you're asking? Okay. I don't, I don't know if I agree with the sentiment yet, but <laughs> okay, how did you get here The reason I'm talking first? about this is because we were talking about ranked system, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I thought, always thought about how everyone argues like, oh, this is, this is the hardest rank to play in. Okay, so it's a tangent. It is a tangent, but okay. <laughs> it comes from the fact that everyone keeps arguing about, oh, my rank is the hardest to play in. Because oh, they okay, want to okay. you know, prescribe faults other than their own on the reason mm-hmm. that they're not ranking up. And, um, and, so, and so this comes from. That. My my grand theory is that it, it's entirely based on tilt and how tilted people are and how much that affects their play, which is going to be in uh, your high plats, low diamonds, because keep in mind, the threes are always going to be the most tilted parts of the entire area. Um, so it's high plat because that's where you have the most people and where people get stuck the most for the longest, um, or at least it feels like people get stuck for the most, uh, the longest, because that's the first big um, plateau. I think generally. And then the next one is C3. And those okay, are the and, only ones that matter. <laughs> and I guess my, my reason is the tilt factors. Uh-huh. Or the reason yeah. for consistency at those highest rank is because 
I, I guess what I've been trying to observe or say here is the fact that like as you rank up higher, as you get into diamond, as you get into champ, mm-hmm. um, everyone sees when you're playing a lot worse, a lot better. So they feel mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, how could this person be in this rank? Right? But mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that player in Diamond 3, if you threw him into Platinum Law Blue, probably destroy everybody, right? Yeah. Um, it's just that if they have an off game, it's even more noticeable. Yes, they could be mm-hmm. like pushing the upper limits of what their current skill is, but I think it's even more noticeable the higher you get because of the fact the expectation of like mm-hmm. basics and being able to play that speed is there, right? So Okay, I actually like that as well. That that's a good a side note. But this and so like thing- and so like when people complain in platinum. What I think they're complaining about is literally it feels like in this one rank, there's this sheer amount of people makes it feel like it's so inconsistent all over the place. Mm-hmm. But as they go higher, the complaint is more the fact that on and off game, like you can tell it's so much more an off game mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to when you're in platinum where you could be like, oh no, this person's actually just this bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there you go. I hope I hope that made sense. I don't know. I I thought of this as we were going. <laughs> um, Throw that. You know what? Throw <laughs> that in the here. Which channel should they, should they talk about it in? Uh, definitely in the general. If you want to throw in the general chat and tell me what you think of my rant, or if it made sense, <laughs> or if Wabs, I don't know. Whatever, whatever your thoughts on it, throw it in the general. We'll, t- we'll talk about it there. Okay, let's get to Tim question number one from May 6, 2022. Oh, we got to it real quick. Um, if you had to compare RL esports journey to the journey of traditional athlete, what would your comparison of each stage of the athlete's ascension to professional be? Okay, easy. Okay, here we go. You ready? Oh, okay. Um, number one, your first ascension is getting into GC. Okay. Uh, if you can't get into GC... I don't think... I mean, you can probably start in the next ranks, but I think it'd be harder. Next, I mean, you can start pushing rest of silver, whatever. Uh, six mans, right? I think is definitely there. Um, and I think once you're in six mans, once you're in B+, I kind of feel like mm-hmm. that's when you should be looking for teams outside of six mans to play in actual tournaments in. Okay. Um, I think one of the reasons that a lot of... Some people are really lucky because they'll have friends who are also at the same rank, and then it's really easy to have teams and just compete in tournaments in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what six mans does is it gives you a place to show yourself off if you don't have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably it's it's real. It's real benefit is the fact that you could if you get to a certain echelon in that you could then try out and slash ask to be on that team. Right. But there's also you're, the you're, argument that if you're like if you're top 100 SSL, you know, <laughs> separately, <laughs> like you've, you've literally trained. You, that's also one way to push for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and then you can end the bubble scene. And the bubble scene is just a bunch of people that are dedicated to the fact that they want to become pro, right? Like that's mm-hmm. and plus the fact that they have a certain amount of notoriety either by winning tournaments, right? Or placing really well in tournaments mm-hmm. or or by just being a certain rank on the ladder system, right? Like I don't think you can discredit the ladder system in itself. If someone's like a top 100 SSL in threes, they could viably be thrown into a team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, the fact that they don't have a team yet might have something to do with their personality, <laughs> but I digress. Um, once you have a three people of a certain rank, um, then I think the next goal would be to either find a team that already has a sponsor list, right, and sponsors and everything, or to have a manager slash one of the captains. But this is where it kind of gets iffy because I think, personally, I think there should be a separate person that's a manager, right? Mm-hmm. That's organizing everything and, and doing 
organizing scrims, organizing going to tournaments, organizing sponsors. This, this should be a separate job for the team captain. But you know, if you that's, don't have money, yeah, yeah, it's kind of that person is going to double it. Uh-huh. Um, but that, but that's my point. Is just like that's when you see the team stops being a bubble team and starts being like a pro team, right? Yeah, it's when yeah. when you have someone dedicated to that, and then mm-hmm. yeah, then your goal would would be if you're trying to become pro is to either have your team ascend and defeat other pro teams, um, and do well enough in some tournaments so that people start hearing about your name. Mm-hmm. And then I would also argue if you've, if you're on one of those teams where you're very much like at the higher end of the bubble scene, I think you can be putting out feelers and letting like pro teams know who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Because ultimately like it might be easier to just jump in to one of these teams that are already mm-hmm. looking for new, new, a new player than get your team. That's nobody knows about up there. That's <laughs> yep. the reality of it. Yep. Uh, unless 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 obviously your team just comes from nowhere and just keeps winning right which is and then stick with your team but but otherwise at that point you're just trying to get onto a team and then i think you'd be a pro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay i kind of disagree but i like that that thing um i think that you are uh saying for two years ago for two years ago that'd be perfect interesting okay true. okay i'm stuck in the past am yep. i yeah i mean i you know, you might find this an insult. I actually find this a success. I've become part <laughs> of the Rocket League, uh, <laughs> the boys club, <laughs> the infamous esports boys club. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Where they tell you things that actually put you down um, and block your way from actually ascending to the top the proper way. Is that what uh-huh. you're telling me, Webs? That yep. I finally. Well, it's been a decade yeah. of trying to get into this. <laughs> quote unquote boys club and here i am (laughs) you've done it i'm so proud of you um so the way that it's done right now to my knowledge uh which granted isn't much it's mostly just from like random one-off things and actually uh the discussion with prof yet uh last week was Mm -hmm. slightly uh beneficial to this uh the main way that it works is uh ranked twos just grind your way up through ranked twos i like that okay um be a good player be a mechanical player be a good like someone that that uh gets your name recognized by all of the people that are playing ranked twos because that's where every like all of the pros and all of the high level players uh really wabs practice i just like to jump in here mm-hmm. you're 100 right ignore everything i said there's no path <laughs> twos is the way because i literally have seen every pro player yes playing twos yes uh, continue it's because twos is the most close to uh, professional threes. Um, like ranked twos is the closest game mode to professional threes. Uh, that that's that's it because you have space, you have the ability to do things uh, that would come with communication and actual like proper positioning. Well, I'm, I'm never like playing t- uh, threes again. I just want to <laughs> so keep in mind this is in the top hundred. <laughs> top hundred, top to- like two hundred. <laughs> So there's that. Um, ones is also a really big thing. Ones is where you're going to grind your actual skill and Sorry. people will gain notoriety. But I, I'm just loving this. So I keep interrupting you, but I'm just loving this because I just remember a time where I like refused to play twos. <laughs> yep. But like the more you talk, and I mean, obviously now it's like this is years ago, right? Yep. But the more you talk, the more it makes sense. If you're being serious about this game, you're going to get you're going to have to be literally the best in twos so that you get recognition from those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could probably spend some more time talking about how twos is related to pro threes after you finish this, but continue. Yeah. Um, and then ones, ones is your other one because you're, it's the same thing. You're getting notoriety. You're making like play ones as a mechanical skill growth, as opposed to just like hard grinding, unless you're literally going for like top one, top 10. Um, 
there's just kind of a difference of like play style and what you're doing, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, you just don't want to get people like your opponents too tilted if you're playing ones because you want people to recognize your name and be like, oh, you know what? That guy's actually a good player. Um, the other final thing is discords and like actual um, lands and stuff like try and get to know people if that's even possible. I don't know how you would try and figure that out or how, how you would do that. But once you well, have some networking is a skill that's separate from most pros. And it's it's the toughest thing for me to explain because it's But it's, it's not essential. separate. And th- this is this is what uh, I Well no, yeah, thing. that's okay, keep going. So this is the main thing that I got from uh, the discussion with Prof last week is that pretty much everybody that's in the scene knows each other, talks to each other and, and is and is friends. Mostly. Like everybody kind of knows each other to a certain extent and everybody can just like be like, Hey, yo, what's up? Um, we're playing something, we're doing whatever. All of our games are, um, in this, the same, like, I don't know, discord calls, lobbies, whatever's, um, all of our stuff is just happening. Like we're, we're doing things, we're here, whatever. And it seems like that is going to be one of the bigger things where you can actually like become somebody that is recognizable and can become somebody that's like just vibing. Um, as as insane as that is, like you kind of have to know how to get in and vibe um, with people, because that's how you have good teammates and uh, make people want to pick you up. Because like, oh, I want to I want to game with my friends, right? Um, and that's going to be one of the bigger things until like the absolute highest. But even still, look at like you know Reddles and AJ, who I don't know if it's been confirmed. Uh, I'm saying yet this is still me assuming but like that's an almost certain teaming um just because they're friends they're amazing together they're some of the best players in the world but they're they're friends um and they've wanted to play together for so long so you know people play with their friends and they play better with their friends <laughs> and I think it's always going to be like that so you want to get in um and th- that those are my actual uh guesses as to how someone would and should do that not at all related to traditional sports. We completely ignored the question. Well, no, 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 no. Because well, I was trying to show that, right? But I mm-hmm. I just think you're right. Where it's... The accessibility in some sense is totally there and totally not there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the thing. Like, the, if, the, if, the final answer to the question, it's not related. <laughs> it's like... Or, or I'd even argue twos. it's changed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. Think, I think that... I think you're right in saying that that model is two years ago. Like... But that season where they played like a million games, I think has kind of changed the scene a little bit. Where, yeah, where they yeah. like RLCS X, where they literally played like every day <laughs> yeah. for, for like 200 days, I think has kind of changed it. And, um, yeah. So, wait, with, with kind of bouncing off of this, because mm-hmm. I like more conversational podcasts and I don't want to just, you know, answer questions that mm-hmm. Tim gave me of all people for the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you think the six mans then is obsolete in some ways when it comes to pro path? Uh, no, but only because it's a personal skill development type of thing and learning how to calm. Um, it's not actually going to get you recognition. I don't think it's not really going to help you overall in terms of like, or directly, let's say in terms of, Hey, I'm, you know, you, you can see me here we're playing together i'm a good teammate whatever no it's it's learning how to do comms how to do threes how to like boost your own skill level um so i don't think it's obsolete because you still want to have that type of like hey we're, we're playing um but i don't think that it's going to be a direct recognition 
it's just for your own improvement. It's my is my guess. As somebody on the outside. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think it's very interesting in itself. Um but yeah, I yeah, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um so in some ways it's easier, right? Just get good. Yeah, then, literally that's it. <laughs> well get good get good and get good specifically on the twos ladder because mm-hmm. that will start your networking, right? You show yeah. up enough pros and twos mm-hmm. that uh that you can start to get the ball rolling. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um do you tell me tell me why twos and uh rank and sorry, pro threes are the most similar. Uh, <laughs> it's because of space and because of being able to do something. <laughs> threes without communication, it, there's no field um for you know you, you can start to feel even this. less time uh oh yeah um in in threes even in like mid to high gc you can really start to see like and this isn't even anywhere near pro or ssl you can start to feel like the space really really start to like close in on you and you have no time to really do anything there's a lot of like quick touches to really figure out how to get stuff how to get uh, a play going how to do whatever um but it, like not having space and not learning how to make space, not really learning how to utilize space is going to be your biggest, uh, biggest issue as somebody at the top. Um, so twos is where you learn how to ma- use that space, get the space, maintain most of your boost because at the highest levels, threes comes down to communication. Threes comes down to um, knowing where your teammates are. It comes down to so many other things that playing ranked threes just is, is different well because <laughs> i mean to, to your point if you slow a game down and rank threes a lot of your own teammates are gonna get annoyed <laughs> yeah like, yeah because they're and, already like they're going full boost expecting just to be like okay beat the opponent to the ball you know mm-hmm. or or make sure that we're the ones like getting pressure and i i think what it is more than anything is like once you're on a team you can either call that out or they already know your style of play exactly so if you're slowing it down they they play around it mm-hmm. as opposed to if they don't know you and you're going really really fast and all of a sudden you slow the game down they're gonna be way out of position mm-hmm. because they're going they're playing that fast right so they're <laughs> you you slow down uh the other team is just you know waiting for a 50 that you're about to hit probably with their opponent but your teammates especially if you're the first person going out they've probably rotated right beside you and like what are you what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah and keep in mind um what prof said last week about um like actual coaching right now for pros and not even just like for <laughs> ssl but for pros it's learning how to play around somebody who's popping off so twos is really where you learn how to pop off and maintain that pop off and continue and figure out that specific stuff. Um, Cause threes, you're just going to get instant challenge challenged. You're going to have People your own teammates cutting you off. don't get to show their skills, but in pro play. Yes. Well, maybe, but in, in pro play, right? The space is created from the threat. It's, um, it's from the threat. It's from people recognizing. It's from your teammates doing things. It's from proper passing. It's from ro- like perfect rotations. It's from so many of these things. It's from bumps. It's from all of that. Um, that isn't happening in threes because there's not communication. That's the that's the always going to be the biggest thing. There's not communication. Um, and like you could be in the in comms. You could be um, like in a Discord even, but like. Um, think about the difference that we were talking about with uh, pro play and um, collegiate. Like, there's building a style that works around three SSLs, and then there's building a style that works around three pros. 
that that's already a difference. That's already a massive difference. Um, and that's SSL and pro, right? Um, so I, I don't think that it's, yeah, I, I don't think that you can really uh, do that. And also too, it's just better for skill, like grinding skills, learning how to do it. It It's not just, hey, it's, this, it's a closer game. It is, it is a closer game to pro threes, but it, you also have the time to really practice and grind stuff and, um, it's about getting this it's about like kind of freely having the space or not necessarily free freely but close to freely having the space as opposed to uh really having to force so much out to get a single chance to do something in threes is my guess question answered mm-hmm. and some um, other side questions that we came up with along the way yes <laughs> uh next one is what are some terrible nicknames uh come up with that are as bad as land what is it land lucian land lucian um you got any land for yan <laughs> wait wait say that again just land for yan <laughs> that's that's my favorite one land for yan yeah that, I, I want that to be a thing that's that's my favorite one by far <laughs> um when we were saying Landon, it was kind of, I kind of got it, but it was kind of. <laughs> I, I liked Landon. It was fun. It made it, it distinguished, I guess. It, it made like it Landon bigger, so it actually was purposeful. It wasn't like. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just being like, oh, we're going to Landon. No, we're going to Landon. Uh, it distinguished what we're going for and why and where we are. Um, Land Lucian is like, oh, he's popping off. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, question answer <laughs> as you can see there's gonna be a different time frame for some of these questions oh, yeah. most over overrated and underrated cosmetic in rl um i think most underrated just because of titanium white octane is uh black octane i love fair. the black octane that's one that's of my sick. favorite ones yeah uh, um, what was the one i rocked and people always gave me props for but i don't was it the alien one alien one like alien. I had one that like literally people didn't know where I got it from. Oh, I have to find it again. Um, it was like arcade a- alien. Isn't that just like a rare skin? Yeah, but like I th- like I don't know if I got it at the right time or just it doesn't pop up in blueprints anymore. Mm. But it was just like a weird thing where like no one, everyone thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, it's a ni- uh, yeah, that's a super good uh, underrated. I'll Overrated that. Dracos. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. I don't like Dracos. Uh, I like, think that they're way too much. Especially standard Dracos just don't go with a lot of things. Yeah. So they're kind of you kind of have to just can, if they're like, colored, you can use them. But if they're if they're if they're straight Dracos, they're kind of like they like you need a body you need a body that's like wood. I think. Yeah, it needs to be like wooden for it to kind of make sense. Like, yeah, and specifically like brown, not like mm-hmm. blue red wood. Yeah, I think base or i think personally the only dracos that ever really work are black and white um because otherwise there's too many colors and too much just like flair going on and mm-hmm. keep in mind if you've ever seen my cars they are always very very like they're a lot <laughs> my cars are, are plat cars <laughs> <laughs> um, well you see wabs playing you're like <laughs> who gave this fool an account you know <laughs> this way keeps getting called a smurf it's just <laughs> And even I'm saying, like, no, they're too much. <laughs> Question answered. Um, Tim asks, which limited modes do you think should be semi-permanent, active for a full season, or do you think they're good due to their scarcity? Uh, I, I think this is true. Like, I think there is some reality to, like, 
having those extra modes be a reason for people to come back to the game. I've kind of got gotten it though. My only problem is like, like they really just need an extra modes drop down menu somewhere on the side for people mm-hmm. to play private matches. I, I just think that's, is there, Oh, is, I think the modes maintain, don't they? Am I wrong? Like you no, can like play when you with spike the rush or and spike seeker. rush. Uh, well, so, some of them, well, no, you can, you, cause you can add those, like I think it'd be nice if it wasn't just like oh you can add the mutators like oh you just had the mode ready to go. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I agree. I th- I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, are you saying like scarcity creates like there are certain game modes that it's nice like every three months you're like oh let me try it like this is back here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think they're not moving numbers either way. Like I think. Yeah. yeah that's there's fair. like a weird thing that I've just understood. It's like. You know how people say, like, oh, you can do so much more for the game. And, like, yes, but also, you know, like, the people that are going to stick around are the people who are enjoying the main game. And mm-hmm. that is the reality. Like, I, I think it's even more, like, okay, yes, I'd like custom apps to be, like, fully equipped into the main game. I think that is a big leap forward. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, nothing they could work on that would be a separate mode is going to entice enough people to come into the game. Like, I'm, I'm just sorry. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. I, everything that combo and jer talked about for like upon end about all these things they could do i'm like no it just yeah. i you know okay i kind of do care that the dragon ball z and naruto were in fortnite but still i've not <laughs> played <laughs> those games even with those you know additions so mm-hmm. um there yeah there are very few games that i would like to like really really see as things i think what they need to do is give more or add more to uh, the extra modes playlist if they really want things. Like, there aren't many people playing Snow Day. I will just be straight up with that. There are not many people that play uh, Snow Day at all. Um, so either like having that spot on a rotating thing of like, hey, it's... Uh, I don't even know if you could do it rotating. Um, I don't know. Either do a swap it out or like have some more things in the extra modes playlist with like a rank associated with it would get people to play. Um, the main one that I'm thinking of is either going to be the knockout, which is like a completely different game mode. So that would be kind of fun to see if there's a ranked mode for it. Um, or uh, the one that I'm thinking of right now is, and this would be so fun and just stupid. The uh, Did you watch any of the gold rush? No, right? uh more no no okay so the goal in the gold rush one of the game modes that i talked about before was the volleyball one where you could fall through the floor that was broken um that looked like such a fun and stupid game mode that it would honestly be hilarious like just <laughs> as a honestly kind of as a really good warm-up just because you have to be aware of the field it's like oh where's my boost boost kind of thing like no I'm, I'm looking at the field as well as the ball trying to get uh like hard clears trying to do all this stuff i think something like that would be such a fun like permanent extra mode game list and i think, I think if you could enough, make sorry now you just got me thinking and it's like make all the extra modes literally warm up for the main game that are fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like have like a game mode that involves having to go through like a hoop obstacle course before you score or something. Yeah. Just have a, obstacle a warm course up racing. Tab. Have you know a warm up I mean? tab, like a racing thing or a hoops thing or like that type of stuff. Like just a full on tab for warm up instead of being, Hey, training. Oh, here's my extra modes. Well, now I'm going for shots. <laughs> right. Like I, I think that would be a, a great addition that would be 
in line with the semi-permanent or fully active um, extra game modes, limited modes. <laughs> that That's it. That'd be there great. you go. Question yeah. answered. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, I think we'll we already get did this. One. We already did the left goes. Etiquette. Yeah, left goes. Uh, oh, wait. Rule. Other examples. We did not rule, do this. Rule well, Okay, left goes. Rule uh-huh. one is like you stick in place, right? If, yeah. If okay. Both, I actually have multiple answers for this, and okay, I'm going to go. go through them. So rule zero, and I'm I'm making a full definite statement of this because it, like these are just correct. Um, <laughs> rule zero is that at zero seconds, which is why it's rule zero uh, and not rule one. Stupid, stupid EU people that think it's the other way, and it's not just EU people. It's it's a stupid. It's people who've been it's dinosaurs of the game. Yeah, it's right? dinosaurs. It's not even EU. EU accepts rule one. It's Boomers rule one. get out of here. Okay. <laughs> so rule zero is that at zero seconds you keep the ball up. Part of why it's rule zero is that it's harder than rule one. We can't ask bronze bronze people or even really plats to be honest uh, to mm-hmm. keep the ball up for like a reasonable amount of time at zero. Like. It's just not a possibility. So you have to not have that as the the first rule of Rocket League. It's the zeroth. Um, But that is the rule. You keep it up, whatever. Um, Rule one is going to be you've locked locked head to head. You locked, you know, in any way. You keep it together and you just, you have that trial of wills. Side note for rule one, if somebody starts to let go of it uh, or if you want to like put down your controller and go walk away because you don't want to just be like stuck here. um, What I tend to do is just a light tap of the... uh, uh, the move forward button, the drive button. And then sometimes they'll also do a light tap and then you figure it out, which is such a fun little little game to play until neither of you are moving. And then you can just jump and do whatever you want. It's fun. Um, so that's a, that's a side note to that. Um, rule one and a half is the, is the sideways lock. Where, yes. Yep, this is, this is not necessarily a rule one. It's a rule 1.5 because it ends when you fall off the ceiling and you continue spinning. You're allowed to land but you're not allowed to do anything else while you're in the air. That's it. You can land, wave dash, whatever, but you just continue you and your buddy or on the other team decide you're going to run shoulder to shoulder up the wall. Exactly. All the way through. That's rule 1.5. Rule 2, which is a new thing, I believe, um, that I've thought of and I was like, this is actually really good. Can I remember what this one is? Um, Oh, it's something that... Oh, yes. It's something that only happens when you get to like GC which is why it, GC and above, which is why it's two. Like it's too far out for, for anybody else, for people that are lower. Rule two is pretty much the same as rule one, but it's not the high, super high skill version of it, where what you do is if one person fakes the ball and like, you know that, that, that situation where both people try and fake the ball and the ball is just like moving at zero seconds or zero miles per <laughs> hour. And you're both just sitting there like moving back and forth, faking yeah. your, each other all the time. It's like, this: who's going to challenge first? Who's going to do it? Who's, oh, oh, who's going to, you don't challenge. That's rule two. You just don't. You wait, you wait till someone else does it. Either it rolls up the wall and, and somebody messes up and it's gone or time, time runs out. And you respect that as your third, fourth and fifth and sixth players. You respect that. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's not happening. That's, that's rule that's two. A, that's a rule for Rob's. Any other rules? Uh, no, those are the, those are the the big ones that I, I that I recognize as proper rules. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I have another question, but it's going to jump into two more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we go through all three? Uh, sure. Okay, so the first question is. Paint, paint ass on the 11th of mm-hmm, May. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, if someone described Rocket League to you as a game where you hit the ball around with little dinky cars, how would that make you feel? This happened to me, IRL. He was lucky I held my anger <laughs> for I have much passion for this game and don't care to hear such dinky filth. Um, okay, I I love this question because Wabs and I can go on about this for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let me start by saying I'm of two minds here. Um, <laughs> one, I personally do not believe uh, that as a human... Like, you should be able to resist the temptation to let insults get to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so there's the one part of me where it's like, I think that is a good human trait to be able to resist th- that temptation. Uh-huh. Um, however, there's another part of me that also feels like um, if you never stand up for anything, then uh, people <laughs> will walk all over you. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I don't I don't really know how to... Uh, uh, bring these two dichot- <laughs> two completely opposite things together. Uh-huh. Um, it's something I've been actually thinking about for the past five years. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, what I would say um, is is well, the thing is, right? If you when when I say like, oh, you have to stand for something, right? Because then mm-hmm. otherwise, you don't really stand for much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the question is: is protecting a Rocket League game that will, if someone calls it Dinky Cars. Uh, will in no way be impacted. Is that where you stand, right? Is that your raison d'etre and your ideal of, of of who you are, that you feel like this is the thing so integral to myself uh, that it cannot be made fun of? If mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. true um, and uh, and you feel like you, you must say something, then... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I still think it's kind of silly to <laughs> to take it too seriously. There's other things that I would feel you could you could uh, you know if if your if your family member was called something, I think it'd be very different than uh, this game. But uh, if you feel like this game is your fa- family member or equivalent somehow, then then perhaps you are justified. Perhaps. Uh huh. So, quick answer to that uh, kind of kind of rough question. Um, <laughs> and very hard question to answer is that if it's intentional, then it's very different than if it's accidental. If somebody's just being like, Oh, that's, that's the the game with little Nick cars where you hit, you hit the soccer ball around and you just play soccer. Then that is not an intentional insult on your character. I, this is great. Sorry. This is great. <laughs> Do not assign malice when most of the time there is none. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, but if someone's like, oh, oh, are you just playing with little dinky cars? And it's like playing a child's worth. card. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, then you're allowed to be like, OK, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Those cars are strong. They literally blow up and will kill you. <laughs> well, because I think I think if someone. Well, okay. Also, is this person your friend, right? Because if your friends yeah. making fun of the things you like, then you can make fun of them back, right? Yeah. Um, but what I always find is when someone makes fun of someone's like hobby, right? Um, it is very interesting because either that means um, there's they are probably a person that's self conscious when someone makes fun of the things they actually like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and two, they might not have a lot of things that makes them a very interesting person. <laughs> Um, and so instead of you know finding their own hobbies, they find the Wait to dunk on other people, people yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what other people enjoy at, by belittling it. Uh, that's that's their uh, that's what gives them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say happiness, right? It just numbs the pain of their yeah. miserable existence. So yeah. um, I wouldn't worry about them too much, honestly. And so <laughs> I go back to the first point of when they call you that, know that their life is probably a lot worse off than yours is. 
Um, and not actually worse yeah. off. I just in their mind. <laughs> <laughs> if it's malice, if it's not malice, it's and you're malice. like, oh my god, why are you doing this to me? This is that hurts. <laughs> we took this question. Wait, do you seriously? Question uh-huh. answered. Um, by the way, they are little dinky cars. I will say this. I agree. With, <laughs> yeah. I agree. With I have that. no problem calling them little dinky cars. Uh, Tim is paints disdain for people calling his car dinky a symptom of a larger insecurity, and does his bold defense of the insecurity create even more questions surrounding it? And finally, which car in the game would consider me dinky? Why is that car paint? Uh, so there's a, there's a lot here. Um, is is well here one we don't know if paint was asking this question seriously or not, so we can't link it to an insecurity or not right but we're gonna assume it to be an insecurity Mm -hmm. um if it is an actual insecurity that you feel like when someone installs something that you like um you feel need need to defend it um specifically with anger specifically with anger Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it would mean that other people are would be more aware of the fact uh that you have an insecurity around this thing (laughs) so yes tim uh and finally which get car in the game would you consider to be dinky the octane and why is the car paint uh why are you calling paint dinky is what i want to know tim mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now this is a person that you're allowed to get mad at <laughs> because not that's because, intentional that is malice <laughs> well okay because not because of the fact that he car, called the car is dinky but because but because because he called you dinky uh-huh. And that is and intentional malice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question answered. And the reason I'm going so it. quickly is because there's a third question from Lies coming in here. <laughs> I like this three-part answer we have here. Are Tim's relentless... Oh, I like what he did there. Attempts to be little paint <laughs> distaste for people calling his car dinky a sign of his own insecurities? Ooh, is it okay. possible uh-huh. Tim may actually be overly attracted to his, <laughs> his way of flirting with paint? Mm-hmm, Particularly mm-hmm. interested to hear Wab's take on this one. Uh, I will give you Wav's full un, un, uh, uh, un, unchanged take uh-huh. in a second. Okay, um, okay. I'd just like to say, um, I, I want to just take that first part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. The states for people calling his car dinky a sign of his own insecurities. Um, when you call out someone right else for having insecurities by acting in a certain way, um, one, you may be trying to pump yourself up and make yourself feel more important and more smarter. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I do. I did say more smarter. Yes. You did. Um, and um, it's one of those things where um, like is being edgy and pessimistic and bringing other people down how you're actually cool and smart. Um, I think if, if your answer is yes, you've been watching too much anime. Mm-hmm, um, so uh <laughs> uh so you know uh i'm gonna let wabs take away the other part of this because elias came to his own conclusions after that okay okay um let me say just to continue and uh say a final thing on on that is that and this is actually a warning for a lot of things um but it's also a fun continuation uh if you take anything ironically for long enough it will soon uh, become a not ironic thing uh see me saying sheesh constantly um (laughs) for the actual answer uh tim is definitely definitely attracted to to the dinkies and that the way that we know this is that tim has um a long running history of belittling and attacking things that he is attracted to and things that he likes see me um, th- this is the thing that he he tends to do and is is very not uh, not shy about it. Um, I don't know if he recognizes it himself, 
but he, he definitely does it and is very clear. Um, he I, is aggressive in his uh, belittling, just like a you know some some toddler toddlers will do this to try and get the other person's attention, and then that will lead in his mind to uh, to some sort of, of like because it's like oh um, I like her so I hit her the, the classic like four year old thing that's that's what Tim is doing here yeah so you're, um, you're and I'd also I'd like to add that um, in relation to everything that's going on here I think I think there's another aspect of Tim we also have to take into account mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his weird. Uh, you know, perversion when it comes to things related to Rocket League, because he has famously stated, um, you know, something or another about corners. Um, <laughs> and so, and so I'm just, I think a lot of these, you know, floating parts of Tim are kind of coming together here. <laughs> uh, pardon the pun. Uh, to, <laughs> to, um, to, uh, to kind of, to kind of see, you know, it's landing on paint. So there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and pay is also a part of Rocket League cars. So it's there's the it weird makes intersectionality that's happening here. Yeah, it's really just like we're starting to see a full picture of Tim's psyche um, just just on on display. And it's we're uh, seeing it's far more than we'd like to uh, <laughs> through these through these terms. I think this is a perfect way to end the show. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll see you all next week. Um, we have a million more questions to answer, but I'm sure there'll be some news that we have to cover as well. Um, who will be on the show next week? We'll also find out next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, your homework, should you choose to accept it? Um, uh, do 10 pushups every day for the next week. Just 10. Oh, Wake up, do 10. That's it. Um, if you can't do regular push-ups, uh, go up to your stairs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if there's stairs or or a wall, mm-hmm. and do slightly more, but on an elevated plan, plane, because actually, if you can't do push-ups right away, it's inclined good. Inclined push-ups then, are better. Inc- well, inclined push-ups are really good because of the fact that... Um, it's the same form. It's the, the same, same form, and regardless of your body weight, um, it's a little easier, right, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to get back into it. And then on top of it, you actually develop your muscles like the strength of your muscles by doing that, right? Mm-hmm. By actually doing those every day, right? You can do even more, but but doing them every day so that you can eventually work your way up to your your muscles actually being ready to do a normal push-up because yes. that's another big thing. It's like if you can't do one normal push-up, it's because you literally your muscles aren't developed to do those yet. So doing inclined push-ups are very good to build yourself up to that mm-hmm. until your muscles are strong to do it. Boom. Yep, I like that. Go cool on. All right. Peace. Bye. I think we have a solid episode. Still recording. What's happening? Wait, oh, oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs>